Welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, the podcast to help you become your most confident queer self. I'm your host, he, she, they, Coach Alex Ray, and I haven't always been this confident. In fact, I used to be super insecure. And through this show, I want to share with you what's worked for me, my clients, and my guests so that you can become more confident. Hello, unicorns. Welcome back to another special episode. Um, This is the beginning of a little series that I wanted to do with all of you on the porn industry. And so I've got some really neat guests coming up over the next few weeks for you. And we are kicking it off with a very triumphant kickoff. That's not really a thing. Whatever. A very (laughs) great celebratory (laughs) kickoff. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's triumphant. It's, it's triumphant. Yeah. All those things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's something. I'm here. It is. <laughs> anyway, y'all are gonna love this episode. I'm so excited to have Davy Wavy here with me today. And if you don't know who he is yet, he gained a lot of popularity on YouTube back in the day. Go look up his videos. Like, is that? What was that video? Like, do is we that really a want to look up my video? Yeah, no, first of all, oh it's my called, God. actually, look it up now because it's probably going to be banned in the near future because YouTube is changing their uh, sex toy policy. Oh, but it's okay. called the What's Up My Butt Challenge. Or, no, no, it's you're thinking of the real dick versus dildo challenge. That's the one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually scheduled to film the sequel to it tomorrow. And no way. Uh, and they set up a meeting with me this week and they're like, just so you know, <laughs> like <laughs> you can't make those anymore. No. Yeah. Oh. I'll find new ways to skirt the policy. Don't worry. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can also get plenty of much more explicit things than what's on YouTube that's when true. you join Hemorose TV. And that's one of the main things we want to talk with you all about today is Davy's um porn website. And he's the owner and producer of this amazing gay porn site that is so much more than just porn. It's like truly healing, um, spiritual, emotional, just. Yeah, there's really not cool a word for work. it. There's not no. a word for it. And so because it's like, well, is it porn? Like, like, I mean, my mom would look at it and be like, yeah, it's porn. Right. There's like dicks. There's fucking. <laughs> Your mom's like, I'm a subscriber. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, funny you say that. She's my bookkeeper. So No way. I love yes. that. And and I recently found out she was on my email list for him Rose TV. So oh I was like, you know what? We're deleting that because <laughs> <laughs> boundaries are important. And yes. that's just a little too much. But yes, my mom would say it's porn. Um, but it's so much more. There's like a, a intention behind it. There's mindfulness. I mean, it's really, we're exploring different aspects of sex and sexuality and we're doing it through this vehicle of porn. So it's kind of like, I don't know, porn 2.0, erotic content. I don't know. It's something. It's fucking great is what it is. Thank you. And you need to have fucking great in there because otherwise, you know, people will just not get the right idea. It's like a little little wordplay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it it is my favorite thing to do though is to like show someone a Himroos TV video for the first time that hasn't mm-hmm. seen it 
because like the camera that we we use is it's like the camera they they shoot game of thrones with like Mm. it's it's the production value is really like cinematic and then it's combined with like authenticity and so it's like it's a whole different porn experience than i think what a lot of us are are used to and the idea is not to like replace you know like sean cody or like Pornhub. it's just to kind of allow people to explore this other world too yeah okay can you give us all the the story of like how the heck you got here yeah well it's been a long time coming no pun intended um <laughs> i i think so okay there's a couple pieces to it like when i was when i was like in college i remember uh, like having sex with my boyfriend at the time. And afterwards he was like, you know, he's like, I want to talk to you about something. And I was like, what, like, what's, what's that? never a good thing. Like, like after you've like shot a load and you know, <laughs> and he, you need to have a chat. And he was like, having sex with you, it's like being in a porn. And I was mm. like, I was like, oh, well, that's flattering. I was like, you know, because if I'm my only sex education was watching, you know, Sean Cody or whatever it is. And then I was replicating it in the bedroom. And so for me, it kind of felt like mission accomplished. And he was like, no, like, that's not a compliment. Like, it feels really disconnected and um, performative. And like, you're not really present with me. And it took me, I was probably 20, 21 at the time. I mean, it took me 10 years to really understand what he was talking about. Mm. Um, and I think for a lot of people and especially gay men or queer men, like in an absence of any meaningful sex education, we're not having these conversations with, you know, our parents, it's our friends are just as, you know, clueless as we are um, that in that vacuum, porn kind of fills this need for sex education um, and we forget that like porn is designed to be sexy. It's designed to turn you on. It's, um, it's not designed to teach you about intimacy, connection, pleasure, about your body, about consent, about talking to your partner. So um, probably seven years ago, uh, I started having conversations um, with a, um, a guy that was working for me. And it was like, well, can we do something can we create porn that does that? Like, is that possible? Is there a market for it? Like, do people even fucking want to watch that? Um, and and it took us a while to kind of figure out what our formula was going to be. And then we launched Himeros, uh TV five years ago. Um, okay. So it's still a pretty new company. And it's not like, we don't have the name recognition as like Bellamy or Falcon or you know, men.com. Um, but I think we're finding, we're finding our crowd. We're finding folks who are just kind of bored with the same old porn that they've been consuming. I mean, like just as an example, think about how much the world has changed in the last 20 years and how our porn is the exact, it's the same formula. Like, you know, there's no evolution to it. So I think people are sick of it. Um, and so this is, this is something, this is something different. Yeah, and I I think one of the other things that I wanted to point out too is that you know the whole reason behind this podcast is because our community does have a huge um problem. Although problem sounds like I'm starting to like judge it, which that's not my intention, but like a problem with insecurity where 
a lot of um of queer people don't feel like they can really truly be themselves and if they um want to try to be authentic they're like just this over the top character of authenticity and mm-hmm. it's like totally true in the bedroom too where it's just this giant fucking performance based on actors and people trying to live up to this standard instead of being able to you know, have intimate sex, like you said, where they're letting their walls come down and they're making connections with each other. And yeah, the, the porn industry like perpetuates that in a large way. And also it's not like totally a problem. Like it's okay that there's like these wonderful performances and everything and it's hot and it's erotic and it's kinky and whatever. And also if that's where people are getting their sex education from, it's just not a, not a standard to live up to. It's not possible. And I don't think that we even realize how much like we're absorbing from porn. Like, I don't think we realize how much it's conditioning us and like, like how many times have you heard people um, use like finishing as a synonym for coming? And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, that's because every porn ends in a cum shot. Like coming isn't finishing. Like it's, it's ejaculating and it can happen at the beginning, the middle or the end. And like, after you come, there's tons of fun to still be had. I know. (laughs) And, and yet, because that's how every film ends, Mm -hmm. like it becomes this expectation that we have in the bedroom. And sometimes you don't come at all. Right. And like to create space for that, there's no, there's no porn that's ever been made without coming in. We've done a few and people get a little upset. Um, uh, when they don't see their come, because you can go on Pornhub and you can see the first 20 minutes of most porn videos, they just cut out the come at the very end, the last like two minutes with the come. Right. And so it's like, well, that's the part I'm paying for, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like and it's just this like ridiculousness. I mean, it conditions us in other ways too, though. Like, like for example, the bodies that we see in porn, right? Like, 99% of porn stars look like 1% of gay men. Mm-hmm. And if you keep seeing Sean Cody over and over and over and over again, it's going to send you a message that if you're not bodied like that, you're not worthy of touch, pleasure, connection, like that you're not desirable. Um, so for us on Himeros, it's really fun for us to showcase like a broader spectrum of sexiness. And I would say probably 80% of our videos are still kind of the porn stars that people know and love, but the other 20% allows us to bring in different bodies, different shapes, different sizes, different flavors of hotness. And, and what's fun about that. I mean, those are not the videos that result in a lot of new members, right? Like when we promote those videos, we don't see like lots of new signups when we have some like sexy muscle stud, like people can't like join fast enough. But I think what happens in the feedback that we've got is like, it's hard to be attracted to what you never see. And, yes. and when you start to see more than a you know, nine inch hung muscle stud, um, sometimes you surprise yourself and to step outside of like the boxes of types that we make. Um, and so that's, that's part of our mission too. I, yes, that I love that. And that's some, one of the things that I really appreciated um, when I signed up, I was like, okay, great. There's so much more diversity here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like, 
actual studies on that show that physiologically if you're seeing other like if you're seeing something new whether that's a different body type a different toy a different way of playing a kink a fetish you know while jerking off or especially around the time of ejaculation it really increases next time your brain's desire to see that again so you know on most porn sites they're just like showing you know they show some kind of similar video at the bottom and so people are then kind of end up going down the rabbit hole and become more and more attracted to something they didn't think they would be attracted to in the case of hemorrhoids i feel like it's really great because there's the opportunity here for people becoming realizing like oh wait a minute different body types different play different like yeah and and we want people to see a reflection of themselves on the site like oh this is for me like this ecstasy that i'm seeing the sexual ecstasy is is for me there's also something else that i've noticed having done this now for five years and i really don't quite know how to how to phrase it but it's like um because we have filmed with a wide range of like bodies and different models and what I've noticed is often those guys that are really sexy in non-traditional ways, like the guys that you don't typically see in porn are so much more embodied and so much more ecstatic than like the muscle jocks that like we're used to consuming in porn that kind of just like go through the motions. And, and it's almost like what is required to be that muscular, to like look that way, to have that much control of your body is actually in some sort of conflict with like loving and embracing and deeply being comfortable in your own skin that that prohibits them from being like sexually ecstatic. It's almost like I've yet to meet a model who, um, you know, who looks like one of these like muscled hunks and is as embodied as some of the other models that, that, that we work with who are like multi-orgasmic, who are having full body orgasms, who are just like, you know, fully, experiencing ecstatic joy on camera so it's it's interesting food for thought definitely i started realizing that with um just hooking up through grinder you know there were like the guys that were like picturesque online and and you'd show up i mean you know some of the time it's a they don't exactly look like their photos but like the guys that were like real like firm muscle hunks always seemed removed during sex and like i didn't feel like i was having a genuine connection and i really get off on the emotional connection Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. i have with someone um like fucking a statue i'm like i might as well just watch porn at home thank you very much like i didn't this isn't any different there's no like human aspect to the yeah, I can still do it. I can still do yeah. it and, and like and, and enjoy it. Like I'm like, oh, he's like really pretty and muscular and it's fun. And I also say this as someone who like spends two hours a day like in the gym. Mm-hmm. And I think like, you know, if you look at people that spend two, three, four, five hours a day in the gym, people who are doing steroids, like like they're not doing that because they love their body. Like they're doing that because of like deep insecurities, they're doing that. I mean, you're basically at war (laughs) with your body in some ways, like, and yeah. And I think that that, um, it comes across on camera. So it's, 
for me, like the guys that are the most fun to film are are the guys that you don't usually see on porn. And it is funny that like we've decided collectively that we're gonna have like twenty four year olds like embody gay sexuality on camera for the rest of us to enjoy. Like, what the fuck do you know when you're twenty four years old? <laughs> They're super cute, super yeah. cute, but like, yeah, but like you know, you you, you barely know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. And also, full disclosure, I was one of those muscle hunks. It was very, like, removed Mm -hmm. and (laughs) had trouble, like, actually um, connecting with people because I I had my walls up all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a protection. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. I love that. Okay. What else... um, what else do you like in particular about the the porn that you produce with Hemorrhoids? So, because our goal is to get like authenticity and vulnerability. Like usually, I mean, you'll have other people on the porn industry that will tell you about how like shoots are traditionally like structured, right? It's like you go to this hotel, like you film this thing for an afternoon, it's over. For us to get the level of authenticity and vulnerability that we want, it requires a really different process. So I've had a lot of fun like over the years figuring out what that formula is for us. And generally like what emerged is we'll find a really remote location, like where there's nothing else around, no distractions, no other people, no grinder hookups at night. Like we really kind of just make a commitment to each other and to the project. So we'll go to like a castle in France or like the Arctic Circle or like um, a ranch in New Mexico. And um, there's generally seven models and then like seven crew. So it's like 14 of us, sometimes 15. So we'll have this like, you know, castle with, we just shot in Wales and it was a castle with like 25 bedrooms. Right. So we go to this Casual. location. We, we just hang out at a castle for, yeah. for a <laughs> yeah. few days and yeah. film gay porn. Okay. Well, we need the bedrooms. So <laughs> you got so, 15 of them. Yeah. So there we go. We settle in and we'll do four days of filming. And it's more of a retreat than it is like a film shoot. Um, and each project is spearheaded by a tantric instructor or some sort of sex coach. And they create this container for the project. And each morning starts with workshops. The models are connecting with each other and like learning about the concepts that we're filming that day. And then we'll film throughout the day. And we do this for, for four days. And always at the end of it, it's like, you're so sad to go because you've made this like really nourishing, supportive community. And it's always like, mm-hmm. I just want to bottle that up and just like, cause when are you ever in a room with like 14, 15, like queer people that are just so on your side, like they want you to succeed. Like there's no cattiness, there's no bitchiness. It's just like, we're here with this shared mission, like in support of one another to get the best thing that we can. Like it's fucking awesome. So that that's like my favorite. That's my favorite part. Um, and yeah, and like the locations are really cool and special, and like, and we want that. Like we want everything to feel um, worthy of like the gay sex that we're portraying on camera. Hmm. Yeah, you all do a great job of that. I mean, it really does come across in the um, in the final video that like okay this is like this is a whole environment that you're working with not just like okay great we like got a hotel room right. through some 
props up. Right, right, right. <laughs> Went yeah, to well, Palantown and said, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fun too, but like, yeah. you know, it's like we just did a project in Greece and it was, uh, it's called Flesh of the Gods. So so each shoot has like a theme to it. Yeah. And um, in Flesh of the Gods in Greece, the theme was to explore the archetypes that like we as gay men embody so how we embody Zeus and Aphrodite and, you know, kind of like how these um, gods and goddesses are expressed in us, like through a modern lens. It's not like we had people in like toga, like robes and like gold crowns, like, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, we don't have the budget to pull that off. Like it would probably just look really cheesy. Um, and so it was like how your boyfriend might embody Zeus or your fuck buddy. Right. Mm. And so um, we filmed each of those as a separate scene. And it was like, if you are embodying the Zeus archetype, what is your path for growth and evolution? And so that would be part of the narrative that we filmed. Like how fucking cool is that? And you can still totally jerk off to it. But then at the end of it, you're like, Oh, maybe I learned something about myself or about like my circle of friends, you know? Yeah. Like it's just really fun. It's so cool to to hear you like talk about the behind the scenes and stuff yeah. of this too. Yeah. Like, well, we had these like Greek yayas, like these these grandmothers who like we rented this this villa like on the ocean uh-huh. to do this project because I mean it's like if you're gonna do the Greek gods, you have to go to Greece, right? Well, and, definitely. <laughs> and so these grandmas were like so cute, and they would just cook for us all day. So we would have like lots of feta cheese. Um, but like these delicious meals each like lunchtime and dinner that they were like, um, like nourishing us and like totally on board with like, you know, what we're doing and like, (laughs) it's just really, it's great. (laughs) This is a whole image now, like the Greek grandmas feeding the porn crew. Who are like like... coming out in like leather jock straps or like whatever. (laughs) Like, Oh, can I have a bite? Like real quick. I'll, God bless Europe. You know, when we filmed in Sweden, we rented this woman's farmhouse. It was her family farmhouse for like 250 years. And it was a beautiful location, gorgeous horses, like, you know, lupines growing everywhere right on the lake. And, um, and she was very like, you know, we're very transparent with what we're doing. We don't want to be like looking over our shoulder. I don't want to fucking get sued for like shooting porn in your house. No, we're just transparent. And a lot of places say no, um, and that's fine. Less so in Europe. Most people are okay with it. Um, but so I was telling her and I was like, are you sure you're okay with this? Cause we're going to film gay porn. Like we're going to film people having sex in your, your family's house of 250 years. Yeah. And she goes, well, yes, people have had sex in my house before. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Oh, we are not in America. <laughs> Like we are so not in America. Like right. she was totally down, and she had her like lesbian nieces like helping us build a maypole for for one of our one of our videos, and like it, it was just this is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, I love it. I never thought of that though. Like, yeah, what's the difference between oh, you're renting this hotel room? For our, and you're going to have sex in it or you're renting this hotel room and you're going to film the sex you're having in it. Like, why is that taboo here? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more, the issue is like, like 
if you're going to have film equipment and like, and you're monetizing it and then like, you know, it's like, it could be your kid's bedroom or something. Like there could be other like complications. So, so. yeah. So we're just like, look, this is what we're doing. Like, tell us what your parameters are, you know? And, and generally in Europe, people are like, yeah, that's great. Whatever. Who cares? Like have fun. Like just don't, don't break anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They come and the couch is like broken in half. Um, yeah yeah totally i'm like don't watch the videos back and <laughs> you see it's like having sex in your pool table or whatever just yeah what well, you don't know <laughs> exactly yeah what um i'm really curious what has been like the biggest surprise to you since you got into the industry Ugh, i don't like this this is this was because it, it wasn't a good surprise um okay. So I came from the world of YouTube and YouTube had a real, they, they, they just did a very good job of like instilling a collaborative spirit in all of us. Mm. So like if Tyler Oakley got a book deal, like that was good for all of us because it lifts all of us up and like cheer him on. And like, you know, it, it opens the door for you to maybe get a book deal. Right. And Tyler Oakley's a YouTuber, by the way, for people, people listening. Um, and so and we're all kind of in this community together. And like, that's the, the perspective that I had. And so when I went into the porn world, I assumed these other studios, many of which are owned by gay men, some of which are owned by like huge companies and conglomerates and whatever, but like that it would be a similar world. And what I immediately found was in fact, that it was like super ego-based. It was like really competitive. People were like, um, in other studios are like, why are you entering into this? Like, like, what do you know about porn? Like this isn't paid porn is an industry that's shrinking. Like we're already fighting for the scraps. Like, and now you're entering into this arena too. And I was like, yeah, no, like I'm bringing a whole new audience, like into this realm of like paid erotic content. And like, it's not about fighting for the biggest slice of pizza. It's like, let's order another pizza. Like, let's make the pizza bigger. Mm. And like, let's find ways to collaborate and like, like maybe I'm doing things a little bit differently and like, you can learn from that and vice versa and like that we could like help each other. And that was so not the, um, the spirit of like collaboration that, that I encountered. It was really catty. It felt like mean girls, Mm. like going to these like porn conferences. And I was like, it just, it just. I was like, is this, am I even in the same industry? Like, like what's, what's going on here? Yeah. So yeah, that was this unpleasant surprise. Um, but you know, there's a lot of egos and like a lot of insecurities. And so it's, maybe it shouldn't have been, maybe I should have expected it. Yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It's unfortunate, but it also doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, that is also <laughs> from a business standpoint, like I feel like the, hopefully many more business owners learned this through the pandemic that being able to pivot is how you keep a business alive. So like fresh voices are so good for any industry. We need people to constantly see things in a different way. And I think the spirit of collaboration, like, is in my opinion, it is also good business. Like I understand like 
so, so for example, when models film with us, um, when they do a shoot, it's a four day shoot, they'll, they'll be in four videos. And at the end of the shoot, we give them the four videos that they've shot so that they can also use it for their only fans. Cool. And it's, it's, you know, they get, they still get paid, but this is just like a little added like bonus. And, um, and when I first started talking about that, other studios were like, well, OnlyFans is our competitor. Like, why are you giving them content? Like, why are you feeding the beast? Right. And it's like, <laughs> first of all, like if someone's a paid subscriber of their OnlyFans and they see this beautiful Himmeros TV video get uploaded, they could be like, Hey, like, this is gorgeous. I want more of this. You know, right. let me, let me go check out Himuro's TV. I'm already paying for porn, probably likely to pay for porn somewhere else too. And for the models, like knowing that they're sharing it with their audience, like they're going to put a hundred percent into it. Like they're going to be collaborative. They're going to want to make sure that their perspective is heard and seen in the video. Um, so like it, it costs me nothing to like extend this to the models that we work with. Right. And I think like, I think it's mutually beneficial and, you know, like similarly when a model finishes a shoot with us, they're given five um, like post filming counseling sessions with a a sex therapist. Uh, And it's optional. Like some models don't take advantage of it and some do. Um, And we've already filmed with them. So on one hand, there's like, okay, there's nothing to gain by us at this point, like continuing to support the models even though, yes, this is the right thing to do to help them like integrate stuff that maybe came up, but also like, we're going to work with a lot of the models again and like to make sure that they're in like good footing to make sure that they're emotionally healthy and supported. Like these are things that kind of come back. Right. So it's just a different approach. And to me, it's a, a more sustainable, holistic, collaborative approach. And like in an industry that's shrinking, like we're not, you know, like, so like, I think the results kind of speak for themselves. Yeah. This is, this is porn 2.0, right? I think so. It's a new formula. Yeah. Yes. One with strong ethics and morals and treating humans, not like just something to extract cash from. Well, think about it. Like the, I'm sure you'll, you'll, if you haven't already, like you're going to be interviewing porn stars and like they carry our, our fucking like collective shadow, yeah. you know, like we're asking so much of, of porn stars mm-hmm. and, and like the support that they receive is like, you know, little if any. And so it's like, like we're better, we can do better than that. Like, you know, as a community, we can support these people um, in, in so many ways. Yeah. I mean, Porn stars are not not like any other celebrity where like society puts these uh, uh, unfair and unhuman expectations on them, right? Because there's this character that they've built and that's what people are kind of worshipping, jerking off to, like enjoying the pleasure of. But like we forget that every celebrity is also a human and needs the same tender love and care and like emotional attention. Well, they're, they're treated like porn stars are treated by society as this like taboo. Like you are damaged goods. Mm. You're dirty. Like 
we, you know, push you away to the side. And then at the same time, we're jerking off to you at night. Like we're taking, taking, taking from you. And, um, and like, I want to consume all this. And by the way, I want it for free. So like, like, please continue to make content, but post it on Pornhub so that I can consume it without paying for it. And it's just this like, take, take, take. It's, 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 it's gross. <laughs> it's, it's pretty gross. People are always like, well, I'm not going to pay for porn. Like I can, I can find it for free on Twitter and Pornhub. And it's like, if we had that mentality about, it, it's just such an entitled perspective, right? Like we recognize that in, in so many other aspects of our lives that like we need to pay for the things that we enjoy consuming. Okay. Um, if we want to make this sustainable, you know, like, like I can't pay my cinematographers with Pornhub vouchers, you know, like it, it requires like, like, well, it's free on Pornhub. This is right. a volunteer job. Like, no, like these are, you know, queer artists and filmmakers and, um, and, you know, the dollars that we get through subscriptions, like support all that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so neat to hear you talk about, about it. One, just because you're so passionate about it, but two, because there's just such a different approach you have to mm-hmm. what we're all used to. With yeah. The industry. And it's this, and it's, and also that porn and sex, like it takes up so much of our lives. Like we think about sex all the time. And a lot of us watch porn on a daily basis. And yet the amount that we know of like how it's created, what happens behind the scenes, like the amount that we discuss it is very little. So it's nice to kind of give it the attention it deserves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm curious, like while we're talking also about porn stars, do you have any advice that you would give to porn stars or anyone in the sex industry? Um, I think especially for people that maybe you're asking about like people that are interested in like starting out or like, um, becoming an adult model, there's kind of like two categories of models that, um, I generally see. And, you know, when we're casting for projects and interviewing, it becomes pretty apparent, like where people, people are. And I think there's one group of models who do it for the money. They're like, I'm, I'm going to monetize, you know, my aesthetics, my dick, whatever it is. Um, and like, yeah, I just want to cash in. Mm-hmm. And then there's another group where it's like, I view my sexuality as a gift that I want to share with the world. Mm-hmm. And what I have seen, even in the five years that I've been working is the people that are just kind of doing it to monetize, to cash in, um, generally have, um, like probably don't feel so great about, um, about like their porn journey, Um, they kind of tend to like burn out more, like become really jaded, like can't, don't enjoy the experience. And so I think if like, that's, what's motivating you, like the dollars, um, of which there are some, like, yeah, if you're, if you have a a nine inch dick, like, yeah, you can cash in on that. Um, uh, I don't think it's particularly fulfilling for those individuals. If on the other hand, you're doing it because your sexuality is a gift that, and, and, and you want to share that and you want to film it and that excites you and um, you're interested in collaborating, like those are the individuals that I enjoy working with. And I think the individuals that um, get a really sense of like, like, oh, this is my dharma. Like, this is my, this is my joy. Like, this is my purpose. Um, so I think it's just ask yourself, like, what's motivating you um, and know that it is not easy like a lot of these porn models their bread and butter is only fans 
um, and they have to film a lot of content, um, have a lot of sex, boo hoo hoo, right? <laughs> but like, <laughs> but it is a job. And if you're like churning out three videos a week on your OnlyFans, like that's a lot of uh, production. That's a lot of flights. That's a lot of organizing. Uh, a lot of marketing goes into it. You have to be good at a lot of different things um, in order to be to be successful. Um, so it's not this like magic, like you know, like so- solution. Like it's it's still hard work. Um, so don't be fooled by like, oh wow, like you know, this person made a million dollars on OnlyFans last year. I'm sure they did, and they probably worked really hard to to, to do that. You know? Yeah, and they probably spent a shit ton too to produce all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's a, some of the the OnlyFans models they'll talk about like they'll fly into Miami for a weekend and like in an afternoon they'll film six videos. Mm. Like I cannot even imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does not sound. My body would split in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. It, it's 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 a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Six video. I'm like still shocked. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. They'll do it like back to back. So it'll be like, you know, from one to two, from two to three, from three to four, like they'll just have their collab set up. And of course, like certain people will flake out and like, I mean, it's just, it's really, it's, I think it's Wait. frustrating. Gaze. I, I'm not going to overshit on my desk. I'm being so dramatic. Gaze flake out on I know. Sex? Can you imagine? No. <laughs> that's never happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a first. It's a first. Yeah. Okay, pioneers. Well, some... <laughs> They're pioneers. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So Is are you thinking, any... are you thinking of launching an OnlyFans channel? Is that? No. No, there's uh, well, not going to be. Actually, actually not for like porn. Uh-huh. I have been thinking about doing a little, uh, side project for fun and using OnlyFans because I do want to help destigmatize the platform. Um, so it will involve like less clothes than is allowed on Instagram. And uh, we'll see. It's still like kind of in the idea phase. So I don't, I'm fine sharing it with you, but I want to uh-huh. like wait to share it with the podcast until like. It's oh, so is, ready, is this part ready. getting cut? Is this part getting cut? Oh no, we're gonna leave this. Set. Oh good, yeah, tease, tease them. <laughs> so do do we imagine you like in a little thong or something? Like what's the? the yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> thong hey. jock strap. You know, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I I did Get have it. one video like banned on on TikTok because. I don't know for whatever reason they were like, nope, this is inappropriate. But Instagram was fine with it, which is really interesting. I was well, in a jock strap, but like, oh, girl, I wasn't like bent over, like, yeah, it wasn't like whole. No, yeah, this is the story of my life: is like navigating the like sex and nudity policies on each of these different platforms. Yeah. And you would even think that like Instagram and Facebook would be the same since they're owned by the same parent company, like Meta, right? Yeah. And it's not. And then like YouTube is different and the policies are constantly evolving. Like I said, like no more right. like real dick versus dildo challenge. I had a policy meeting with them earlier this week and it is so like specific. So like I can, I can't in a video description 
right? Like Davey Wavy, creator of Himorose.tv. Okay. Even though Himorose.tv is not a URL that you can click. It's just like the name of the website. Yes. Because the .tv, like in their opinion, makes it like you're promoting a porn URL. So I have to Could say you like- say Himorose? I can say Himorose. But I can't say Himorose.tv. So you could say Sean Cody, but not SeanCody.com. Like, yeah. And I'm like, what? do we live in the fucking Handmaid's Tale? Like, who gives a as shit? If, as, if, as if anyone's even going to type in the URL anyway. They, everyone just types it into Google. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, <laughs> like you don't cares? need the dot. Like, I can't have a conversation where I say like, oh, I was on, you know, SeanCody.com and blah, 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 blah. I have to say I was on Sean Cody and blah, blah, blah. Like, who fucking what difference does it make why are you spending your time and energy and effort like the world is on fire women have no rights like why do you care about this why are you having a policy meeting with me about this like because someone was like i really need some job security this year (laughs) (laughs) like i'm sure there's a rationale behind it and it probably comes down to like their legal department but it's insane and it's always changing so you you like it's impossible to navigate all these platforms and like how prude are they this week? <laughs> like <laughs> as if exactly. like, our, and like who, but honestly, like these are our bodies. Like they are exquisite and like people feel so much shame and stigma around their genitals. And like, it, like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Right. <laughs> what? I, I have no response. I'm, What's like, going uh, on? Uh, yeah. yeah, like again, uh, none of this shit is really that important compared to the things that we could be putting our intention into. But I mean, yeah. literally, we live on a fucking floating rock, and like people are are policing like how much ass you can show on yeah. a social media platform. Like, which, which is funny too. I learned here in San Diego, like you can you can show anyone can show their ass but you can't show the anus so i think like technically you could walk around on the street with a butt plug in because it will cover up like oh my god i feel like i'm on mushrooms right now i'm like this doesn't even make sense no like can you imagine if other animals felt this way about their body like do people (laughs) realize that nudity is fucking arbitrary that we made it up and like that largely this was done by religious institutions because those parts of your body that we need to cover are like those parts that create pleasure Mm -hmm. and when you're in ecstasy when you're having full body orgasms like that is a religious experience and like what you would quickly realize is you don't need to fucking sit in a church to connect with something greater than yourself like like you have all those tools within you yeah. And like, obviously the churches want us to go to them to get the power. Right. So like, it's about power and control. Like it's yes. all fucking bullshit. Like none of it is real. Yeah. Also now we can make up a whole conspiracy about like the fashion industry and the church being like tied together. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were yeah. like, come on, let's collaborate. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. How we're going to make, make clothes money and you're going to make sure this. that everyone wears them. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's insane. not a real thing, y'all, but it's that would insane. be hilarious. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, 
Davey, is there anything else that you want to make sure that you get to share with the audience today? No, I've got nothing else. That's it. Okay. <laughs> That's it. The world's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the, the world's on fire, but you can watch really great porn on hemorrhos.tv. Oops, I said the URL. There we go. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you're banned. And actually, if people go to hemorrhos.tv forward slash pod, P-O-D, this is what we we use on, I have a podcast, Hemorrhos Backstage. If you use that URL, it unlocks a 20% discount. So, ooh, there we go. Membership level. So, if you're interested, you know, if it's in the cards, check it out. Yeah, love that. Fantastic. Thank you. Is there any other like links or anything we want to make sure everyone has? We're going to put it all in the show notes, of course, you all, but no, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I so appreciate this conversation and what a like awesome insight into the behind the scenes of the gay porn industry and. Really, I I hope everyone thinks again, you know, the next time that they go, you know, in five minutes when they go and pull up porn, (laughs) they, like, have a more conscious experience of it. Totally. And if they don't, that's fun, too. But, like, the invitation, the invitation is there. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. It was great connecting with you. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here. My pleasure. All right, y'all. Have a fabulous week, and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye! If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend so they too can become more confident. You can also help more people find the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. And if you want to become a more confident queer with support from yours truly, head to coachalexray.com or use the link down in the show notes. I'm looking forward to working with you.